Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the local podcast. Today is episode 54. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Brian Nicholas Jewelry. They are Westmoreland's best kept secret for all your jewelry needs, and they're located conveniently inside of the Pawn and Jewelry Exchange right in downtown Greensburg, right down the road. Their husband and wife team, Brian and Ashley, they're there to bring your jewelry ideas to life and make the jewelry buying experience something that you won't soon forget. They're there to help you out with all of your jewelry repairs, engagement rings, just because gifts, or appraisal needs. On site, you have a master jeweler and a certified appraiser. You don't have to send those things out and then wait a couple days to hear things back. They're right there at your fingertips. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Brian Nicholas Jewelry, or you can just stop in and say hi at the Pond and Jewelry Exchange. There's convenient parking right there at the pawn shop. You won't have to go search for a parking spot. So uh, what are you guys waiting for? Get down there and check it out. This episode is also brought to you by Greensburg Video. If you and your company are in need of social media videos, web videos, broadcast TV commercials, anything that you can think of that has to do with photography or video, you can hit me up at greensburgvideo.com or gbgvideo.net. If you know me, you know my heart is local. And what I like to do is take that level of production from those big brands that I've worked with and bring it to the local market at local prices. Also, don't forget that you can advertise on this very podcast. If you're interested in that, reach out. Today, we're talking with Mara Frank. She is a young entrepreneur that owns and operates her own floral shop called Wild Botanical. Let's do it. Welcome to the local podcast in three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the local podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Hauser. Today we have Mara from Wild Botanical. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really well. I wanted to ask you, uh, you sent me an email and uh, I saw, I noticed like kind of like the descriptor of your email, like of your business. And I was kind of like intrigued by it. It says uh, that you're an elopement and micro wedding florist. That's very, very specific. Please yes. tell me tell me about that. Yeah. So um, before I explain about that and how I got to that place with my business, I kind of just want to take it a little bit back to my beginning with floral design and what kind of led me there. So um, I spent an entire year um, assisting and interning for florists in Pittsburgh, and they specialize in weddings, but more upscale, bigger budget, large weddings mm -hmm. with, you know, anywhere from 150 guests to 350. So wow. that's kind of where, where I got my experience learning how to, how to design, how to run a floral design business, um, all of those things. And I learned a lot. It was a really great experience. Um, it's where I found my love of design for florals, but I also learned that I did not want to, whenever I eventually um, had my own business, I did not want any part of large weddings because yeah. um, there's so many moving parts. It can be very stressful to keep them all organized. Definitely. Um, it's very exhausting. <laughs> um, so it's not my expertise. Um, so I decided to focus on elopements and micro weddings um, what I love about them is how much more intimate they are and how much sl slower the whole pace of everything is. Mm -hmm. So whenever I've been designing for these smaller weddings, it takes a whole week of preparation from 
um, placing the flower order, uh, processing the flowers when they come in, um, arranging all the flowers. Um, the whole week is just so much slower. It's so much more relaxed. I feel like I can really put love into my designs and really be super intentional about everything. Um, so that's kind of why I like specializing in that. Um, also from the couple's perspective, it seems like they enjoy it in particular because their wedding day experience is very slow as well. And they Mm -hmm. can just really soak it all in. I hear so many times couples say like their wedding day just flew by. Oh yeah. Like, (laughs) yeah, it's crazy. It just, it, it just went so fast. So, um, I definitely think, you know, larger weddings are definitely great if if that's your cup of tea, but um I just figured out pretty quickly that it's not necessarily mine, so. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's 100% real. Um I actually was married previously to uh this marriage that I'm in now. Um it was a big wedding. It went by so fast. I really don't remember anything about it. Uh this wedding, um we got married just with my family at the beach and I remember every single second of it. It was just like, yeah, it was great. It was awesome. Um, I used to be a wedding shooter, so I know the idea of, you know, all those moving parts and it is terrifying to be honest. And how tiring the days. Yeah. They're so long, like 10, 11 hour days, especially for photographers. Mm -hmm. Like you're there from like the early AM to document all the details and then the reception goes late. So yeah. The worst thing that you ever hear (laughs) when you shoot a wedding is somebody like starting the rumor mill that says, I heard they paid the DJ for an extra hour. That is like the worst (laughs) couple words you ever hear in your life because like you're like really inching towards the end of it. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, here's another 60 minutes. You got to go home and edit. Right. And that takes hours. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's, it's tiring. But, uh, I, I really enjoy how just specific that really is. And like, I, I feel like maybe there's like florists out there that really focus on those big weddings and, Mm -hmm. you know, my guess is they probably might see like an elopement or something like that, like a really, really small wedding. And maybe just might be like, eh, you know, this isn't really going to make us a ton of money. So they're probably just like really not into the idea, but the fact that you specialize on that, I think that's really awesome. Yeah. And I think, um, if you have the smaller your operation is, it can be easier for that to be worthwhile from a financial perspective. Mm -hmm. If you, you know, have, a huge team to pay and a lot of overhead, then it's kind of hard to do things like that. But, um, I just really want to keep things small with my business always. I don't really want to, I want to expand it and grow, but I don't necessarily want it to become something huge where I have all kinds of employees and a bunch of overhead. Um, so same, same deal. (laughs) I feel the same way. Uh, it's, you know, I'd like, to grow and expand the, my video business and get to a point where I feel like, you know, I'm doing it at a level where I want to do it, but I definitely don't want to turn into like some video factory where I'm like, yeah, not hands-on with my clients right, and my people. Right. You know I what like I mean? being able to be hands-on. I like, um, and like I said, I like the process being sl- every step of it being slow, intentional, mm-hmm. um, and just really providing um, quality to my clients by um, every process, every piece of it being 
slow and um, I'm there to answer any questions they have. Um, I also provide a lot of inspirational pieces for them, like vision boards after consultations. Oh, that's really um, awesome. And those take, those can take me a lot, a lot of time. I'm <laughs> um, sure. They yeah. Can be, they're very in-depth. So I think giving all of these little special pieces really adds to the experience and it, it helps show the difference between going to um, a different option. That's a little bit more generic, I guess. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, so the first time that I became aware of your work, the first time I saw any of your work was at the trendy bunny opening. And it was like really awesome because like, I don't know, I really don't know how to describe your pieces, uh, the way they should be. I see it and I immediately think like, well, wild botanical definitely helps sell the, the name. Yeah. So it really is just like Instagram perfect is like how I can describe it. Like you work with things that look way more exotic, I guess, than what you get from like, yeah, traditional, like just flowers and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's really awesome. Do you, you grow all this stuff yourself or, or how do you? Um, So I use uh, fresh flowers and also dried. Some of the dried flowers I do dry myself. Mm -hmm. Some of them I buy. Um, as far as the fresh flowers go, um, my dad does grow some of the flowers. Wow. Um, but not all of them. Uh, it's the flower growing area can be tricky. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd it's imagine. definitely not something that we are experts in, but we try and supplement a little bit with our own flowers. Um, and then I just try and source a lot of my flowers locally. Yeah. It's really cool because whenever I do that, I can support another small business mm-hmm. that's growing around the area. Um, and then sometimes I have to supplement and, you know, order flowers that aren't local. But I do put a um, high, I really uh, value trying to or local as possible. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. I mean, like what's, I guess about your business, uh, kind of like makes you guys stand out. So I think, I think the designing style is unique. Um, every florist, I feel the more they stay true to their, their selves, um, the more unique their style becomes. Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely so. <laughs> have a unique style. It's awesome. It's Thank so you. cool. And I think that, um, my work is particularly unique because I take a lot of inspiration from nature. Um, mm-hmm. I really, really love the outdoors, um, really appreciate nature. So, and I also live um, in the Laurel Highlands, um, right 20 minutes from Ohio Piles. So I spend a lot of time in the mountains and by the water. And I just take a lot of inspiration from um, the wildflowers that grow there and the way I pay attention to the way that they grow, the shape that they have, it's very loose and wild and organic. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of, kind of where the name came from. Um, I did have a little name change this year. Um, and shout out to Alicia Trendy Bunny. She gave me the idea wild. And once she mentioned that to me, I was like, wow, I, I feel like that really, uh, draws the theme home (laughs) and I can't believe I didn't think of it before then but yeah I just take a lot of inspiration from that and I think that that's kind of what makes my business me and kind of differentiates myself from other people yeah so it's yeah it's really neat like and I think that that's probably the best way to describe your stuff and 
I don't know if there's like people who are like listening to me ramble about flowers. They're probably like, yeah, nature is flowers, man. But like <laughs> your stuff really is very um, representative of wild nature. Like mm-hmm. it really is very cool. That's probably the best way that I've heard anybody describe it. Yeah. Um, Cause that's like the way I feel whenever I see your stuff, there's a lot of like earthy tones to it. Um, and, and then on top of that, you've got like these wildflowers that are like your pop of color and things like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I do like to throw in some wildflowers a little bit in there because mm-hmm. it really helps add to it. And I also think, you know, that's kind of the designing style of loose and organic is contrasting from the traditional floristry where everything's tight mm-hmm. and bouquets are, are in literally the shape of a ball. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, anywhere from that to a little bit on the tighter end. Um, even like utilizing traditional flowers like hydrangea and eucalyptus, I kind of try and stray away from that a little bit just so that I can achieve the look that I'm going for. Yeah. So where did you, uh, have you studied like botany or how do you, how do you have this like immense knowledge of, of (laughs) plants? Um, so I did not go to school for that. Um, the basics, how to design things, um, what, and also my knowledge about types of flowers, it all really came from the internship that I had. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel so thankful for that opportunity because I've always, I've come to realize later as I've gotten older that my learning style is very much hands-on. Yeah. So I don't know if I would have been able to learn everything that I know in the brief period that I did and be able to take these steps to have a business if I didn't just go out and and do it through learning through action. I think prob- I probably would have done it. It just would have taken a lot longer and it just, I don't think I would have enjoyed the process as much. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed the process and it was very organic because um, I started my internship And the goal for it was different than um, how I started out getting into it. What I wanted to get is different from what I ended up getting out of it. So I kind of just wanted to learn from other female business owners how to run a business, maybe network a little bit. Mm -hmm. And what ended up happening is that I just completely fell in love with designing and decided like, okay, I really want to have a business one day. Um, And it all definitely happened quicker than I imagined it would. I didn't imagine necessarily that I would have a business um, that's successful and busy this quickly, but I'm just kind of going along yeah. for the ride and Dude, it, happens. it happen. Yeah, it happens for so. some people. It's it's amazing. Uh, when did you graduate? Uh, high, sc- high school. High school. I graduated yeah. uh, 2015. Wow. Took me a minute there to yeah. think about that. <laughs> so, I mean, like to be a young entrepreneur, uh, you know, from this area doing exactly what you love to do. I mean, that's pretty dang awesome, right? Yeah, it's it's really cool. It, it comes with a lot of its challenges because I kind of feel like I'm doing things in the opposite order that people normally do it in. And it was definitely um, to be very transparent. It was definitely hard. Um, the first couple years graduating high school, seeing yeah. everyone go the traditional route and go to college. And there was definitely a lot of insecurity around it for me. Think going back and forth, like, should I really do this? Should I just go to college? Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of people were a little bit 
concerned and critical of it. Oh, yeah. For some odd reason, we're kind of at this point now where it seems like people are really concerned with you if you don't follow <laughs> right. the status quo. But I think it's yeah. more about following what you know deep down is right for you and trusting that and then putting in the work. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't put in the work, then obviously people should be concerned. But if you're putting in the work and trusting yourself and your own unique path, it'll work out. You it just really have does to stick with it. So that's what I did. I just kind of kept reminding myself that, you know, everyone's different mm-hmm. and just trusting the process. Yeah. So, no, it, patient. It, it happens for real. I mean, uh, I don't, I don't know what the percentage is of my friends that own businesses that went to school for business specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, myself and, you know, other artists in the area and things like that, that, that own their own businesses. My guess is we probably just went to school for what we wanted to learn. And we're so passionate about it that, we decided to start our own business about it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And the concern, that's definitely a thing. Like, uh, I tell this story all the time, but I actually saw my dad at a wedding this weekend and I, he asked me how business was going and I was proud to report that I'm like busy as hell right now. And he was like, that's awesome. He goes, do you remember when you called me to tell me that you bought your house and that you quit your job the same day? And I was like, <laughs> I do remember that. And he was like, yeah, you almost gave me a heart attack. <laughs> so that was like, an insane moment for a parent to be like, dude, what? Wait, you just (laughs) bought a house and you just gave up your income source. Like, what are you doing? And so, I mean, in your mind, it's all planned out. You know Mm -hmm. how it's going to work. And you know that you're passionate about it and everyone knows that you're passionate about what you're doing. But I think it's the, the level that you'll go to, to continue to stay afloat and, you know, and do all that stuff. And, You know, some people have it, some people don't. So, I mean, for you to have that uh, at such a young age is insanely impressive. It's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I just keep thinking of the way that I want things to be while I'm in the tail end of my 30s and onward. Mm -hmm. And I think all the hard work and the overtime that I'm spending and hours working is really going to pay off. And so... I would rather just work, keep my head down, work really hard now and then, and still enjoy it, of course, but, and then be able to reap the benefits and feel somewhat comfortable, you know, around that time instead of then deciding now I'm going to finally, you know, take the leap. And not to say that any op, any path is better than the other. It's just for me personally, that's kind of, kind of how I always foresaw doing, foresaw doing it for myself. Yeah. So. That's awesome. I mean, like, like I said, I'm like, I'm 37. Um, I didn't start my business until like full time start my business until I was, uh, 34. And I wish that I would have taken the leap beforehand, but just like you said, everybody's path is different. And right. Excuse me. I feel like I needed to go through, um, like the corporate corporate atmosphere, I had to go through all that stuff to realize that that really wasn't what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And now that I have what I want, it, I mean, there's really, I work for it. I work to keep it and sustain it. And yeah. uh, so it's good. I think that, yeah, it's, it's very important to, to know where you want to go, where you want to end up. And uh, you know, Just like I said, yourself. yeah, 
like just trust the voice in you. You know, I yep. think sometimes we don't always do that because we're concerned with just following what the status quo is. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And people can give you advice and sometimes it is really good. But at the end of the day, you know yourself best. Yeah, absolutely. And I just saw growing up, especially as I got older in high school, I just saw all these people complaining about the corporate world, mm-hmm. my, dad and, my dad included. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just kind of, and I really didn't enjoy school at all. I hated sitting at the desk. I mean, I yeah. got good grades, but all I could ever think about in school was whatever hobby I was mm-hmm. really passionate about, like getting straight to doing that. Um, and I did do a semester of college, um, and I got, again, I got good grades there too, but all I could think about, um, when I was in classes, which I shouldn't have been doing is <laughs> I want to get out of class and go, uh, make a YouTube video or take pictures. I, I did yeah. dabble in wedding photography before, uh, floral design. So mm-hmm. at the time that's what I was really, uh, interested in and what I wanted to have a business with. Yeah. So That's just all I was thinking about. So I kind of just knew really quickly, like, okay, we need to just take a break from this. It's obviously, it's not working too well. So I I think that's like incredibly like gutsy. I think it's really cool that you were at that point, you know, we're able to say like, yo, I got to pump the brakes Mm -hmm. here and follow something that I really want to do because I mean, not, not a lot of people make that decision. Yeah. Yeah. But also at the same time, it's gutsy in certain ways. There are risks, uh, with certain, in certain capacities with it. But at the same time, I'm, I also kind of looked at it as like, this is a unique point in my life in in which I'm still living at home. I don't have like crazy bills. So small businesses, you know, they take time to build and grow and Mm -hmm. become increasingly profitable. So I could wait that out because I don't really have a lot of bills. Yeah. So what other point in life am I not going to have like this crazy overhead of bills or Never. Other responsibilities? <laughs> so it, you could also look at it, from, um, you know, from that perspective too, it's a different way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's really awesome. So how did you end up like going from, you know, like getting into this, uh, taking the leap and stuff to, really marketing yourself and us eventually meeting at the trendy bunny opening. Man, um, it's been a long process. I also think that all of the things that I've done post high school have slowly led me to this point. And mm-hmm. I like whenever I thought I wanted to be a wedding photographer, it helped teach me how to take pictures so that now I apply that directly to my marketing because I know how to take decent pictures that I can use for my social media. Yeah. Um, especially with Instagram, you know, it's all about like the high quality photos. So oh, yeah. I apply that. And I also used to blog. So um, I built up a little bit of a following on my account so that I, once I flipped, I definitely lost followers because they were like, okay, this is not the same thing as it was. Right, yeah. Um, but I also gained followers a little bit easier and it was kind of nice cause I had something to work off of and build off of. Um, and I think what kind of started the connection with me between, um, me and the trendy bunny is Instagram. They found me on there. They mm. liked the photos that I put out and I'm very, very meticulous about what I post on there. Maybe a little bit too much. You can tell. I really care about 
Um, I really want the feed to look very representative of my brand, my designing style, because I know who my ideal client is. And I'm really trying to speak to that person because I know that once they land on my feeds, they're going to know very quickly, am I for them or am I not? Right. And, um, and I think it's important to, to know your target client and that it's okay that you don't, not everyone needs to be your clients. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to really think of, you have to really sit down and think about who that ideal person is for you. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, the trendy bunny, they're not necessarily a bride, but they're a business that, um, that is that has a similar aesthetic and they have a similar they like the style that I design flowers with so mm-hmm. that was a good connection and i think having the nice established instagram you know made it very easy for them to land on my page and know instantly we got to work with it right <laughs> this yeah is the style we want it's very it's very unique like as soon as you can tell like your instagram <laughs> is that's why i said it's just like perfect Instagram. Like that's, that's how I would describe it. Um, but, uh, I heard you also have an Etsy shop. Yes, I do. What do you, uh, do you ship flowers? So that is all dried flower arrangements. Okay. Um, that was something that I wanted to do for a little bit. And then once COVID happened, it felt like no better time to just, yeah. you know, go for it and open one. So I sell mini dried flower bouquets, uh, vase arrangements, but uh, yeah, everything's dried. Um, I recently just launched the holiday shop. Um, it's a little early, but I wanted to just get it out there. Um, I have a range of dried flower ornaments and, uh, dried flower mini wreaths that are gift toppers. So that's really awesome. (laughs) Are you taking orders for like, Thanksgiving centerpieces or anything like that? Asking for a friend? (laughs) (laughs) My wife, my wife was like, you have to talk about that. (laughs) Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm doing a pre-sale actually right now, um, for pumpkin arrangements. Mm -hmm. So I just arrange flowers on them on like a real pumpkin. That's really cool. That's kind of what I'm doing for Thanksgiving right now. That's awesome. That's really neat. Do you have any spaces available? Okay, cool. (laughs) Just happened to. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's really neat. I just, I love to see like, I mean, clearly you're, you're an opportunist. You see these, like these times where you, your mind is saying like, Hey, now's the time to jump on this. Like, you know, and, and you do it, you listen to yourself and that's like, that's probably like the greatest thing that you've got going for you. It's just like you, you listen to your gut and you know, not taking that traditional route. That was something that, you know, your mind told you to do. And you said, okay, yes, it's true. I don't have bills. I live at home, blah, blah, blah. And now you're able to establish a a successful business. So whenever you do, you know, go off on your own and like get your own house or whatever, it's, it's going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine, you know? And in the same with now the Etsy shop, that's really awesome. That's a very good thing to kind of like, you know, stack the deck in your favor and have multiple sources of income. That's really yeah, cool. I think a lot of us learned that we had to do things like that yeah. this year during COVID have diverse sources of revenue because yeah. <laughs> you never know when stuff like COVID can happen and right. then it can really shake up your whole business model. If it's only, if it's only rioting on one thing, live yeah. events. 
Absolutely. So, I mean, did that really, how, how many jobs do you think that COVID kind of screwed up for you this year? Um, I really, I think it disrupted my gear in certain ways and other ways it didn't. Mm -hmm. So I did have one or two weddings that had to be postponed until next year. Um, but I only had a couple weddings this year because this was my first year, um, establishing myself as a wedding florist. And thankfully, um, three of the four ended up happening. Um, the one ended up, we had to pivot a little bit and they just did a small wedding and then they still had me do the flowers for that. But then they postponed until next year to do the full thing Cool to stick to the full original plan. So I think as far as live like weddings, um, it wasn't affected too much. I would say definitely I was doing a lot of pop-ups and those oh, yeah. Yeah. definitely <laughs> they did not happen as much as they were going to. But beyond that, I think everything's kind of been as normal as it can be. Oh yeah. <laughs> um yeah, and then obviously any potential big events that I could have had this year, right, didn't materialize. Yeah, it's kind of tough. It was like really strange. I think like you know, right at the beginning of March, like when we started hearing about this stuff, and then it was like, is this real? Is this going to happen? Is it going to make it to the United States? And then all of a sudden, it was just like you know, for me personally, I just saw like jobs just one by one. It all happened yeah. in one day. I had all my yeah. clients call me in one day. And it was just like, hey, and by like the third call, I was just like, yeah, I get it. I know. See you next time. <laughs> like yeah. It was just like, man, this is terrible. I and mean, just the event industry, how much it disrupted them. Oh, my I God. Yeah. Just was so concerned, especially for people that I know, you know, people like who I interned for that yeah. specialize in the large events. It I mean, what do you do? Right. <laughs> and that's and think about the overhead that they have. Thing. Right. Yeah. Right. That's intense. So. I mean, I was just, like I said, at a wedding on Saturday. And uh, ironically enough, I've been to more weddings this year than I've ever been to <laughs> in my entire life. I don't know how. But um, Saturday I was at a wedding. And it was, you can tell, like, I mean, everything is so different. There's plexiglass hanging from the ceiling in front of, like, where they serve your food. And you have oh to, like... God. Put your food underneath the thing. And that was at Rizzo's here in, in oh, you know, Crabtree. Wow. Um, it was beautiful. Everything still went off. It was a great wedding. But you can tell, like, the tables are farther away from each other. Mm-hmm. There's people, some people, you know, wearing a mask the entire time. Some guests, some aren't, um, you know, dancing with their masks on and things. And, like, it's just, like, it's such so a wild. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, it's such a wild thing to, like, see how you know, these events have been like, so just like, uh, disturbed, you know, impacted. Yeah. It's just, it's such a, it's a strange thing. And like I said, I've been to way more weddings this year than I've ever been in my life. And, uh, it just, it's wild. Yeah. Nothing, nothing is going back to normal anytime soon. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause at the beginning of this, I don't think any of us well, some of us maybe didn't anticipate that the entire year would be different. I had no idea. Yeah. I remember <laughs> like calling my mom and talking to my mom and like talking to my wife and just saying like, oh yeah, they're saying like 14 days and 14 days seemed crazy. It was just yeah. like, 
okay, things aren't going to be normal for like 14 days. And then all of a sudden it was like until June. And then it yeah. was like until July. July. And I was like, what the hell's going point, on? At some point, I think we all kind of realized, all right, yep. nothing's going back to normal for the rest of this right, year. Yeah. And likely the beginning of next year. Mm-hmm. And hopefully not, I pray, not into the summer of next <laughs> right, year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I really hope that, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, they have a good grasp on on what needs to happen to really kind of get these things under control. Um, yeah. Hopefully, you know, we can take the steps to get that done. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, as we're sitting here talking about it, we cannot continue to, you know, live in a world like that. It's just right, like right. businesses are suffering. Yeah. And, you know, but at the same time, we have to do it safely or, yeah, you know. <laughs> I know. The alternative is not not good. No, I don't think any any of those things would be good. Yeah, definitely. But not. I do really sympathize for the business, small businesses that I know oh, yeah. that do have a large overhead, employees to pay. Mm-hmm. It's scary, and I just really heart goes out to them. I just want to. I hate every time I see someone post on Instagram that another business. Um, has gone under, yeah. especially the ones that are really old. I've seen some diners and places like that mm-hmm. go under that have been around for ages. And that's just yeah. it's so heartbreaking to see that happen. It's sad. It really is. Yeah. Like, you know, there's like, like old businesses and even like new businesses, they're like growing and growing and growing. And then like, you know, where technology is now, like it's, it's easier almost to like, get your name out to like the masses, you know, because of technology and everything. And you think that like everything is so good because of this. And then you just get blindsided by, you know, COVID. It makes you realize that your business model, your plan maybe wasn't as bulletproof as you thought. Right. Yeah. Maybe not as diversified, maybe not accounting for Mm -hmm. crazy (laughs) events like this. But now I don't think maybe most people didn't think about this stuff um, with their plan, but now everyone will forever be changed oh, yeah. and have a plan. Like Zoom and is a thing now. I mean, right, like, did right. you do any consultations via Zoom or have any meetings yeah, or anything did, like that? I did phone calls. Um, yeah, Zoom, mm-hmm. all kinds of virtual And you probably never thought like that, that you were going to be, ha- like, had to do that. No. Like, ever. No. In the very beginning, I didn't know... So the transition from doing consultations in person to on the phone was a little interesting for me. I personally prefer in person. Yeah. I think it's a little bit more organic and natural. For sure. So in the very beginning, before I realized, all right, I'm going to have to just do phone calls now, um, I tried to figure out where I would meet people because coffee shops weren't open. Right. So we ended up just meeting at parks, and it was actually really nice. But, um, yeah, that was a little interesting to navigate I know some floral floral designers, you know, they have studios so they can mm-hmm. still continue to have consultations. Um, you know, later on in the year when things cooled down, they were able to proceed with caution with that. But right. for me, um, I don't really have a studio where I have clients come to. So that yeah. was so I had to learn very quickly to just pivot and do that sort of mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> and it's important. I think it's really cool uh, that that like kind of almost gave you an opportunity to learn like, Hey, there is going to be times when you have to pivot in business. And now that's not a scary thing. You know, everybody, everybody can do it now for me, 
But that's just the nature of having a business, I think. You have to mm-hmm. be open to change, right. learning new things. I mean, whenever social media became a big thing, um, everyone realized, oh, okay, I guess I have to market my business on social media yeah. now. And, you know, there's TikTok and Reels and all this stuff. And sometimes it's overwhelming because there's so many things to learn. But Mm -hmm. it is really interesting and cool to see the impact that these platforms and tools can have if you use them. Yeah. Like the reach on Reels right now is really good. Um, And TikTok, I mean, that's really blew up. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So (laughs) everybody's a TikToker. Yeah, yeah. I, I do enjoy it. I don't, I it's use fun. it very informally. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how much of an impact it really has for me, but I kind of, I did have a couple TikToks that did do really well. Yeah. One of them was of my camper. Um, mm-hmm. And that's probably something I should have mentioned earlier. Um, yeah. I was, ge- I was going to get to yeah, it when we camper. started talking Instagram. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did a TikTok about that. So basically it's a camper from the 1980s mm-hmm. and my dad um, decided to go along with my craziness and remodel it for me. Um, so that's what I design out of. And I do think it's, that's another unique and unique point of my business is that I, you know, that's my studio basically. Um, but yeah, I did TikTok sharing that and it kind of caught on and got a lot of traction and views, but I don't really know if that really did anything, but (laughs) I mean, it's, it's really cool. That is very like very, very unique because like when I saw it and I was showing my wife, uh, you know, pictures of your flowers and because I had, I reminded her, I said like, Oh, this was the girl that did the trendy bunny opening. And she was like, Oh, okay. And then, uh, we looked at your camper and stuff and we were just like, man, this is so cool. It's just like, because I mean like the whole like van life thing. Yeah. That's, that's a big thing right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. That really caught on. Yeah. I, and it just, it's very, uh, you know, in parallel to that, it's very cool. Yeah. It, I really love travel too. So I kind of like the idea that it's mobile and it's not, it doesn't have to be in one place. Mm -hmm. I really have hopes one day of, um, maybe doing some weddings in other areas, not just the Laurel Highlands and Greensburg and Pittsburgh. So, you know, my hope is one day, maybe I can travel with it and take it and make deliveries in it, but that would be cool. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Future plans, maybe. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, do you want to uh, tell us where we can find you? Do you have a website, Instagram, Facebook? Obviously, the Instagram. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, best place to find me is Instagram for sure. Uh, it's wild underscore botanical underscore, and I know that that's a painful uh, username, but sadly, someone took wild botanical yeah. <laughs> for me. Um, and then my website is wildbotanicaldesign.com. Um, I also got hit with someone having my website address. Really? So, yeah. So I had to throw in design. I didn't get too lucky <laughs> with that, but that's all right. Because like <laughs> once these people go and they type in wild underscore botanical underscore, then <laughs> they just hit the follow button and they don't yes. have to worry about typing yep. that in anymore. So, all right. Thank you so much for coming in and letting us know about this. This was like very interesting because like I said in the beginning, this is, you have a very unique business uh, as opposed to the normal and traditional florists uh, in this area. And I think it's really awesome what you're doing. Thank you. And thank you for having me today. Absolutely. 
All right, there goes Mara of Wild Botanical. You guys need to jump online and check her out at all the social media channels. Um, just search Wild Botanical. Her Instagram page is flawless. It uh, it looks like it's been curated in a museum. Um, especially this week, uh, I want you guys to get out there and really support small business. Of course, we have Black Friday and Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, all of that stuff. Um, so please get out there, support your small businesses in your area, and uh, spend the bulk of your money doing that. Um, you're really helping out people, especially this year. Again, this episode of this podcast was brought to you by Brian Nicholas Jewelry. They're right inside of the Pond Jewelry Exchange. So it's definitely a little hidden gem inside of Greensburg. I mean, they're not your typical jewelry shop. There's no stuffiness. There's no intimidation or anything like that. They're really there to help you out. And the fact that they are a husband and wife team really makes it a welcoming atmosphere. As I said earlier, you have access to a master jeweler and a certified appraiser right there on site. You can find them on Instagram, Facebook, at Brian Nicholas Jewelry, and uh, you can even just stop in and say, hey, that's how loose the atmosphere is there. It's really cool. Just pop in, say hey, ask some questions, and they'll tell you what's up. Go check them out. I hope you all have an amazing Thanksgiving weekend, and I'll see you next time.